for me, it's all about movement more than just static stretching. Static stretching is okay, but like you've said, that, that psych psychological thing. But just move. But yeah, just keep moving, but move well, uh, because movement itself is stretching. And that's because if you're moving, you're working on being stable by moving any part of your body. Another part of your body has to be stable and mobile, uh, mobile at the same time. Where static stretching, you haven't got to really be, oh, I'm not really working on my stability, my, my ability to withstand any form of force. Hello and welcome to Group Fitness Real Talk, where we talk about all the things that instructors care about in the post-pandemic world. So this is a new segment for us, which is Reality Bites. And it's essentially a bite-sized podcast episode where we talk about one topic with a group fitness expert that is important to instructors. So today, my group fitness expert is the grumpiest man in fitness, Sam Ryder. Sam, how are you? Uh, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a, re a resoundingly positive answer from Sam. <laughs> okay, so no, Sam I'm just, just a little, just a little bit tired. Just a bit. One decided to uh, change his sleep pattern last night, but apart from that. I'm All good. right. I'm so good. not only is uh, Sam um, a creative lead for Shift Fitness, but he is also a newly minted fireman and a newly minted father. How old's Romy? He just had his first birthday, no? Uh, yeah, not. He was one uh, at the weekend. Yeah, he's uh, he's not walking yet. Calling everywhere. But um, yeah, he's, he's mint. Are you upset? He's Are you upset about the fact he's not walking yet? Your future track sprinter. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like his training program is not. He's not on track with his program. Um, his conditioning <laughs> sessions aren't going that great. He'll get there. He'll get yeah, there. Yeah, he'll get there. He'll get there. <laughs> okay, so as this is our first time, I'm going to explain the format really quickly. We are going to throw a topic of concern to instructors across to the group fitness expert, which is today, Sam, and I'm going to stick a timer on for 10 minutes. So reality bites means bite size. So Sam and I have 10 minutes to discuss this. The timer will go off and then we'll have to come to our conclusion. So it's a little bit like a high school debate. I'm sure you're a um, high school debater, Sam, were you? Uh, if I if I went if I got to school on time, no joke. <laughs> so I am going. So our first topic is warm ups in fitness, and this applies across all of fitness, but obviously as it pertains to instructors, PTs, and classes, warm ups are they good? Are they bad? Should we do them? Ten minutes starting now. So Sam, tell me, what are your thoughts on warming up? Firstly, am I allowed to swear on this? Podcast? Yes, you are just... allowed to swear. Oh, okay. Thanks. Right, cool. Um, Warm-ups, well, every question you ask, ask me today will probably <clears throat> result in me firstly saying it depends. So you've already mentioned <laughs> you already mentioned the fact, obviously, in fitness, whether you're a one-to-one -one trainer or a group X instructor. Uh, Warm-ups, for me, um, even if you want to look at research, it's, it's, whether it's specific to, to the task or the session you're doing, um, a lot of group X formats uh, – have sort of been stuck in a time warp of doing uh, very similar generic warm-ups uh, that aren't necessarily aimed towards uh, movement patterns that you perform in the main session. Right. Um, and the same goes with PTs. A lot of PTs will, will will do the same kind of thing. They'll warm people up in you know very strange ways. There's, there's still a trainer that Jim I use where he gets people on the treadmill and 
and then go straight into a weight session. Um, ah, right. Then, this is this is the classic PT, right? Where it's like you warm up on the treadmill yeah, while, I, while I answer well, my messages on my phone, and then we'll go into yeah, weight session. <laughs> and then and then he, he does it. He does it at the end as well. He gets them on the tread at the end as well. And I, oh, sorry, it's not a tread. It's a skill mill because he, he gives them the waffle the how a great skill mill is in comparison to a, a treadmill. It. But yeah, <laughs> but it's still it's still a treadmill. Um, but then he's he's kind of a special case because like I thought that was a dying breed. I didn't think I'd see that ever again, and so I'm quite shocked to still see that um <laughs> okay so you, still... you don't like the treadmill warm-up we've got what explain to me why you don't like the oh, treadmill no, warm-up I, and I, what I, I don't mind i don't mind a treadmill warm-up for a treadmill session <laughs> yeah it's a treadmill session and, <laughs> and i'm happy um like but yeah like if when, as an athlete when i swam uh, a decent level uh our warm-up was to swim it wasn't to do anything on the pool side or that wasn't related to swimming you know um and the same with running if well we were going to on the track when i was competing it was you know we used to do four laps uh, gentle warm-up and then we go through drills specific drills catered to the event that we did whether it was a, a sprinter or a middle distance runner you know the drills would, would then be catered towards towards those um but yeah but then i go to the other end of the spectrum where um you know people do loads of uh, drills in, before a weight session they'll do lots of mobility drills which some of them can be great but then some of them you know are, are they movement patterns they're going to perform when in the session you know if they're doing like loads of crazy i don't know um shoulder drills but uh, it's going to be a, a leg session dominant you know is there any need for those you know and <laughs> Like for me, for me, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be doing some squats in my session, and I'm gonna do some bodyweight squats to warm up, if I'm gonna be doing some you know some yeah. heavy pressing with dumbbells, and I'm gonna do some push ups maybe to warm up, or 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 just some light dumbbell sets, you know, some prep sets. Prep sets are great, uh, but the same goes for Group X. You know, whatever the movements patterns are gonna be, if we're gonna be doing some barbell squats in a in a in a weighted gym program, then I'm gonna do some bodyweight squats and, and so on. So just just the same movement patterns that you're gonna perform uh, are gonna be more appropriate. You're not going to want to do a movement pattern. You're not going to do an amazing session and completely shock the body and potentially injure yourself as well. If you're going to start doing crazy movement patterns in a warm up um, that aren't going to be hit in the main session, then it's just it's just madness. So tell okay. So the the consensus that I'm hearing from you is that warm ups are important, provided that you are focusing on easy movement patterns that are going to be uh, focused on later in the workout. So you're yeah. like you're warming up. The same movements that you're going to do in the main session in the warm up by focusing on the like a deloaded version or a smaller version of what you're going to be doing later on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just a, just a lower intensity version of what you're going to do. Um, but that's that's the physiological side of things, you know. But then obviously people talk about the mental side of things, psychological. Oh, I'm doing a warm up that's going to prepare me for the for the session ahead. And like, yeah, again, great. But there's no need to do something that doesn't match your workout or potentially injure yourself or knacker you i remember a certain program i don't know if i'm allowed to name it but you know uh, name some and, shame, name and, and insane workout that used to have a very long warm-up <laughs> all uh, right yeah before i changed it yeah. <laughs> that was like and, and the whole you know our warm-ups your main session compared to most programs it's like oh, seriously like, oh what was the really? tagline i hated that what was it our your our warm-ups your workouts yeah yeah uh, and we'll, we'll send you to a physio straight after yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah it was a bit much a lot of high impact what like from the get-go as well it was just like no gentle ease into it and okay and again you've a- got to look at de- demographics as well like okay if you're going to do a warm-up then you've got to make it inclusive everybody's going to do like my classes 
over the years. It's a complete range of ages. It's just, you know, you need to, you need to take a lot of factors into account in the warm up. Okay. So, next question Can you do impact in a warm up? What's your view? Yes or no? Or maybe it depends. <laughs> it depends. Uh, which is the same, my internet connection is unstable. Um, yeah, it depends. Um, from the go, no, but gradually, yeah, you can start to do that, especially if that's going to be in your main session. If you're going to be doing speedy, high, you know, plyometric movements or ballistic movements, then yeah, you can you can do gentle um, build up uh, explosive movements. Uh, it's fine. Like, if you're doing jump squats with weights, and obviously do jump squats with body weight and so on, or if you're doing like um, you don't have to be necessarily jumping to make something that plyometric. You know, you, you could. That doing heel lifts, squat heel is a, a great way to fire that that um, slight increase of explosive power, which would then progress squat. But yeah, you can do them. And so, how long should a warm up be, in your view? Ooh. How long is a piece of string? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. How long is a piece of string? And <laughs> it's hard to argue this because, especially when I've got my PT head on one side and I've got my group X head on the other side. But yeah, group X wise, I'd say five minutes. You know, yeah. if it's a PT session, it depend, depend, you have to little be a little bit more focused on that one person. And well, it depends on the, what the PT said. Like, if the PT session is working up to uh, five rep max deadlifts, then your yeah, the whole exactly. session is going to be a warm up, right? <laughs> uh, exactly, and and that's that's the thing. But yeah, but predominantly in, in group X, when you look at most formats and the intensity of most formats, yeah, five minutes is is suffice. Um, and now that's what most are pretty much across the board. You, you see them, they are. Um, but then you get workouts that don't have any warm ups, And again, that's fine as long as the main session starts off at a low intensity and then progresses. Then that's, you know, that's fine. I have to say, in my, I don't, in my eyes, I used to be able to uh, like walk, like I used to teach at Les Mills Auckland and there were stairs up to the studio and just, you know, walking to the gym from the car park and then up the stairs was a sufficient warm up that I could just jump into like a body attack class, start doing chuck jumps. No problem at all. When I was Same. 20, Same. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, that, that, that was going to be my next, my next, yeah. question. I, exactly I would rock up late to training on the track and still not need a warm up. I could yeah. do the same when, when teaching attack or, or, or pump or stuff like that. I didn't need a warm up because to me that wasn't, at, well, I'm saying two things, but attack and pump wouldn't have been as, as, as stressful on my body as perhaps track. I probably have more risk of injury yeah. if I was doing a track session, but coming into pump and no offense to, to pump and attack, but it, at my level at that point, yeah. Yeah. with, with your level of fitness where, and the mobility yeah. of your joints and the, the stretchiness. Whereas now, whereas now, <laughs> if I went to a pump attack class, I'd probably need a good 10, 15 minutes to warm up while I did class. Yeah, I find myself um, going to conditioning classes <clears throat> and being the one uh-huh. who's like, they're like, okay, do some push ups. And I, I'm doing the push ups on my knees. And the instructor will come over and be like, why are you doing them on your knees? You're a fit guy. And I'm like, because I, I'm warming up <laughs> because my shoulders are like old and painful <laughs> and I need to gently get some synovial fluid going into my joints before I start to push. And I find myself now in a gym class, like when I hit the 20 minute mark in a gym class, I suddenly start to push a hell of a lot harder, but it's often takes me that long to get to a point where I feel like I can actually push intensity. Yeah. I feel like I'm that old man in the class that you used to get like I've turned into that old bloke in the class where they're like, oh, I've been there, mate. I've got the t-shirt. I've done yeah. that. I've been super, super ripped, super fit. You know, yeah. I, mean, I don't need, around. I'm not here to prove anything to anyone. <laughs> yeah. I'd run rings around you in my day, son. Like, oh, that's something. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah, I'm, I've turned into that guy. Do you know what PB is for 400? Like, it's, it's not one of those. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, that, I, uh, that I measured in 1996. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, so we've got 50 seconds on the clock. So final views on warm-ups are, uh, one, good to do. If you're in a gym class, sort of five minutes is about the sweet spot and you should be focusing on movements that are going to be replicated throughout the workout that you're about to take people through. So if it's a conditioning workout, then potentially warming up with weights, but doing small movements or focusing on body weight. And if it's a body weight hit workout, you should be, I guess, going, doing all the stuff you're going to be doing during the class. So if you're doing burpees, you should be doing some planks to activate through the shoulders and taking your body weight uh, against gravity on the floor and not just jumping around and warming up the heart. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you want to cover all bases in a warm-up, like 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 our programs do, yeah. cover, <laughs> yeah. you know, lots of movement, and then then you then you're okay, you know, then you you know if you covered all the bases, then it's all good. But you know, well, that's no, literally yeah. what we do in, in shift and all of the shift fitness programs as we do. Yeah. Oh, there's the timer. There's the timer as we go uh, up, down, side, side, fall back, push, pull, twist, hinge, done. And uh, you can apply that same formula to any type of freestyle workout that you do. Just think of all the movement patterns that you're going to do and then pick a simple, uh, attainable warm-up move for each movement pattern. Sweet. There you have it. Warm-ups. Done. So, Sam, you know (laughs) the rules. We have 10 minutes. I'm going to stick the timer on. I'm just going to ask you to give me all your views, good, bad, otherwise, on a single topic. And today we're talking about something that I know you care about, which is stretching at the end of a workout. So that is your mastermind topic. I am going to set the clock running, and you've got 10 minutes to tell me, do you think it's good? Do you think it's bad? How would you do it? Go. It depends. (laughs) (laughs) Every question. Okay. Okay. Every what, so, so tell me. Tell me. What does it? Tell me. What does it depend on? Um, if you're going to be one of these science people that looks at research on before and after, you, the research that you're going to find. Uh, let's look at the dates. Let's look at the the data. Let's look at the pool of people. Um, let's look at the type of stretches. And this is the thing that's really hard to find. And and that's probably the main thing I'm going to be worried, concerned about is is what types of stretching we're going to do. And um, we can talk about the different scenarios as well. So let's look at the different scenarios. Okay, okay group X fitness instructor is a PT. Is a group X fitness instructor push the time? Are you? I is it necessary to do stretches with your group? Do they need you to coach them through stretches? I don't know. I I, I think it should be taken off of the group X format at the end of a of a. Of a oh, oh, this is what- this is this is big talk. So Sam writers, the opinion that you're hearing and right here, group fitness real talk is that stretching at the end of a group fitness format <laughs> is not something that should be fun. so okay let's let's take it to the classic kind of group fitness format or freestyle class where at the end there's a song, the song's four and a half minutes long, and we do a stretch to that song. Like useful, yeah. not useful. It depends who's choreographed the stretch. It's like it, most most of the stretch routines that I've done in classes and and the, <laughs> as a participant have been pretty pony, pretty poor. Um, <laughs> well, here's the just, thing, right? Is that like it depends on how you're viewing them. If you're viewing them as a a nice way to spend five minutes letting your heart rate come back down and just you know moving gently, that's one thing. But it's, yeah. I guess it's whether or not you're yeah. selling them as a stretch, right? Because, okay, here's the question. Does a stretch at the end of a workout have a physiological benefit other than just feeling nice? 
if it's five minutes long and each and each stretch lasts for 32 counts. <laughs> well, there's going there's to be a sports scientist who's going to argue with me and say, oh, yeah, it does make a difference. But yeah, for, for me, I, I don't, I, it doesn't. It doesn't make a difference, like, and like I said, because it depends on the on the, on the quality of, of the stretch selection, and and I don't, I don't, I'm not a great fan of of, of static stretches. Obviously, before a workout, remember the whole science of oh, should you do a static, should you do stretching before and after, and then I think it was about ten years ago, I can't remember the study, but it was like oh, um, well, you can you can stretch, but you shouldn't do static stretches anymore. They're really bad. We right, do dynamic stretches at the start, start of a workout, then, static stretches. Yeah, at the end and of then workout. static stretch at the end of the workout. And I'm like, well, why can't I do dynamic stretches at the end of the workout? I was like, it still wasn't very conclusive to like, oh, well, has 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 done. But this is around the, the same time bad. that. Burpees oh. were contraindicated, and you couldn't yeah, do this in group all, finish. Couldn't do that. But, but also, I was really cold at the start of that workout, and now I'm really warm. So why am I not okay to do those mobility dynamic stretches? You know, like yeah, it's it's a bit crude. I'm not I'm not getting stretching at the end of the workout. Like I said, I just feel that a lot of programs out there have just pony poor. Like oh, we're just doing this. I think it's more of a psychological thing for a lot of people. So, oh, I've done the workout. I'm I'm bringing my heart rate down, you know, and I'm, I'm now relaxed and you know, I feel so much better. Uh, in terms Which of I do think actually has value. Benefits. Like I think there's value yeah. to if you're in a group class going, guys, stay for the stretch, then doing a like, to be honest, bullshit set of stretches that aren't going to make you more flexible, but as a nice way to, as a group, like just release and feel good so that when you exit the class, yeah. heart rates come down, you're feeling a bit looser, a bit more limber. It's not going to last. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a result yeah, of stretching. Like, <laughs> yeah, because like the physiological thing, going back to it, it's like when, when they've done studies, it's like, oh, has stretching at the end changed the... Um, when people have got doms and you know those yeah. tightness that they feel after workout oh well we've had one group that have done stretches and that they've, they've experienced less uh, inflammation and pain uh, from the group that didn't stretch and I, I i can't see i can't see that um especially as like pain is dom doms is inflammation but people that talk about like oh you know you need to improve your flexibility to do a stretch at the end well, your muscles aren't going to, I think we've spoke about this before, your muscles aren't going to change length or or, or, or they're not going to become more uh, pliable through you stretching. And, and movement is stretching anyway. Like the ah, session so itself. Let's, let's just hold on this for a second. So you, you just said your muscles aren't going to become longer through stretching. What do you mean by that? Because I think that, People have a people have an assumption that you know if they hold a muscle in a stretched position that they're making the muscle longer, right? And uh, they're failing to understand kind of the sort of uh, yeah. the the neuro um, neuro ad- adaptation and all that kind of thing that is related to how yeah, a, nah, the mus- a muscle a muscle's length is determined from day dot, and that's it. It's not going to become longer or for you stretching it's only going to become short if you rip it and tear it completely from right so so you have you basically have a maximum muscle length that is determined by your genetics and then your ability to utilize that muscle length is determined by your mobility no um the the sensation so if someone goes ah my hamstrings are really tight i'm not very flexible through them it's got nothing to do with the hamstring being tight most of the time most yeah yeah most of the time it's not um so I'm, I'm i'm kind of general general generalizing yeah so like, i think like it's... if you if you're if you're injured that's different if you've had if you've got a specific injury has been diagnosed that's different yeah now. where there's scar tissue more... running across the fascia yeah yeah 
But if you if you're like in generalizing, oh, like you know, Joe Bloggs comes and goes, oh, I, I've got really tight hamstrings. You know, I've always a problem with me flexibility and hamstrings. It's like, mm, yeah, it's not really hamstrings. It's, it's there's always there's always uh, somewhere else that's not stable or strong, mm. and, and that's and that's and that's where. It's, so it's being stable elsewhere. So someone who's got tight hamstrings is probably not very stable through their pelvis and their spine. Oh, and, and, and so their hamstrings are constantly strong. having to shock absorb for the inadequacies and the rest of their chain, kinetic chain, and then it's yeah. getting tight. Yeah, exactly. So it's being stable is being strong. So being strong is being able to emit force. Being stable is being able to resist force. So if your spine and pelvis aren't able to resist force uh, to an efficient degree, then you're going to have a knock-on effect elsewhere. Muscles become hypertonic, and they, they they're going to have this sensation of being tight so you're going to feel that pain because yeah. you're weak you're weaker elsewhere which is resulting in you thinking you're tight in certain places and that's normally the the, the reason not always but most normally. right so if you got you're feeling your hamstrings are a bit tight at the end of the workout and you do that classic kind of uh, runner's stretch where your toe comes up towards your nose and you lean forward that's all fine and good for providing a little bit of sensation but it's not going to make your hamstring feel better in the long run right that's what i'm hearing from you Stretching that at the end of the class is not going to help uh, because what you really need, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, is to do some uh, corrective work, mobility work, postural uh, work that is spe- yeah. specified on what you are lacking. I'm not a physician, uh, <laughs> but in my experience and, and with my you know, just knowledge is, is that there's going to be other areas at play, but people don't want to hear that. People don't want to hear that they're weak and that they've got a problem elsewhere and they and plus they want a quick fix and they think that stretching is going to do that but the actual thing that's going to do that is probably the main session and the class itself the movements that you're doing are making them smart in the session so that they're yeah. working on the things they need to work on yeah that's that's what's gonna yeah hopefully uh, hit, hit the boxes uh, tick the boxes of the places that you're not very stable or mobile because being mobile and stable that's those two things coincide in those in that okay so um, you're a person who you're an instructor or you are a group fitness participant let's focus on those two groups and you're someone that does conditioning classes and classes with impact um, what i'm hearing from you is that uh, doing a little bit of dynamic stretching at the beginning or the end or a little bit of st- static stretching at the beginning and the end is fine if you feel like it but it's not actually going to help you what should you be doing as part of your program rather than a little stretch here and there as a group X format? No, as a, like you're a group exercise instructor or a group exercise participant. What should you be doing as part of your overall holistic program to make yourself more mobile and more stable? Move, just move, just move, move well. And that's the key. And that's all, all programs. Oh God, this is very hard to, um, you got 45 seconds, Sam. <laughs> So movement is great. There's nothing wrong with static stretching. There's nothing wrong with dynamic stretching. But to focus more on the static stretching to me is is pointless because the static stretching element, we could argue most static stretches aren't going to uh, improve mo- mobility as well, much. Well, the only as time you static uh, stretch is stretch when you static stretch, right? <laughs> it doesn't have yeah, any application exactly. to actual life. <laughs> uh, but then if we go exactly, exactly no, it's not so if we were to talk about functional i'm putting yeah. it, I'm using it yeah. <laughs> but yeah like in terms of 
of like when I mentioned movement is stretching, stretching is movement, like yeah. muscles lengthen and shorten. So technically they, they are stretching. So for me, it's all about movement more than just static stretching. Static stretching is okay. But like oh, you said, that there's that timer, but I'm going to keep thing. jogging, but just move, but yeah, just keep moving, but move well, uh, because movement itself is stretching and that's going and it's the movement that's going to help with the mobility side and stability side of things. Because if you're moving, you're working on being stable by moving any of your body another part of your body has to be stable and mobile yeah. uh, mobile at the same time where static stretching you haven't got to really be oh i'm not really working on my stability my my ability to withstand any form of force unless you're yeah. adding another implement of some sort so that's why for me move move well and dynamic stretching and i like this and I, I think this is something that i have learned in the my 20 years in the industry is i used to think of uh, stretching and mobility as something that i could improve and get better yeah. at and now i see uh stretching and mobility work as something that i need to work on to maintain because <laughs> i've the thing is yeah. I've, I've only ever gotten no matter how much i tried like i had a year of doing yoga twice a week didn't get any more flexible actually i got better at doing yoga poses and holding them but it was more a mental thing that i could kind of push through the the sensations that i was feeling but now as i get older my focus is on doing you know proper mobility work which means having a session that's related to a focus of of making myself mobile and stable, not on just tacking on five minutes to the start and the end of another workout. Okay, we've solved that problem, stretching. It is good, <laughs> but you need to do it properly with a focus on movement. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to subscribe for all the latest episodes wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, please drop us a review. You can also get in touch with me at will at shiftfitnesswithaone.com. I'm Will Brereton, and you've been listening to Group Fitness Real Talk.